everybody, and thanks for tuning in to the Effort of Community Church weekly podcast, a conversation with our pastors and leaders meant to continue encouraging you to know God, know freedom, know purpose, and make a difference. Effort Community Church. It is great to be with you once again for our weekly podcast. Join here with Jim. Thank you for being here, Jim. Good morning. Happy to be here. It might even be afternoon when you're watching this. Have a good one of those too. Yeah, regardless of where you're uh, at and what time it may be, welcome. We're glad to have you here. Uh, here at ECC, a lot of exciting things happening uh, right now. Obviously, this week we kicked off our fall semester of groups, connect groups, right. growth groups. Last night was Thrive, ICL tomorrow night. Uh, just a lot of exciting things happening here at ECC. Uh, on campus and, and around the region. So just so thankful and excited to be a part of yeah. uh, a group of people that are really taking one step. That's right. Pressing into Jesus and it's a lot of fun. And so uh, what we do every single week here on this podcast. Well, tell them how many people are taking one step. Well, actually, I took a screenshot the other day and I sent it to you. Uh, I opened it up and refreshed the results. We had 666 people taking one step. So we need one more person yeah. to take a step or else we got our not best number Yeah, ever. so uh, thankfully, I just signed my wife up for something like that. <laughs> <laughs> just to change it because that would not I would be conflicted you know right. like what, what yeah. would we say about that yeah so right now actually it's probably more like 675 or 680 because it, it every semester last minute it's just like people are like oh man I've been wanting to do it can I still do it and the answer 99% of the time is yes yeah. which and is fun I, if I could just pause on that mm-hmm. really seriously I want to say thank you to those of you who have taken one step and for those of you who wrestled through it maybe even didn't do it um, but thank you for at least wrestling because just think for a second 675 people when we say take one step they took one step beyond what we call our Sunday morning cele- or weekend celebration services, which we love, like being together around the word, worship, prayer together, receiving ministry at the end, if that's something that the Lord's laying on your heart. All that to say, that is a wonderful step toward God. We had 675 people take an extra step. Now that's out of roughly, let's just say 1,700 of us mm-hmm. that gather um, weekly in some form yeah. or another. That's a big deal, man. That's That shows something that, I mean, I haven't been a part of many churches in my life where you can say that over one-third of mm-hmm. everyone there or approximately one-third of everyone there was yeah. taking an extra step toward yeah. the Lord and this is beyond the serve teams in the weekend this is uh, wow. wow this doesn't include our weekend service uh, volunteer teams um, this actually doesn't include women's ministry either which is meeting this morning uh, in case you're forgotten you should get there now um, <laughs> run run uh, anyway actually you'll be watching this yeah, on Wednesday be watching. you're late <laughs> Yeah, I just did that. Okay, um, so moving on, what we also love to do here on our podcast is to go over the past weekend services and and just look forward as well. Um, so Jim, you brought the message this weekend. I did, I Are did. you asked for it series, which we taking or earlier in the year took questions from the congregation. What do you want the pastors to talk about? What do you want an answer to? Um, what have you, you been questioning? What have you been thinking about? And of that, several different themes came to the surface, one of which was how do we steward conflict? Yeah. Um, and so I love the title that you had, you know, putting, putting the, the I. I. Putting the yo back in conflicto. Yeah, that's right. Putting, putting the I back in conflict. Exactly. And it was a brilliant title. I heard it. I'm just like, man, that is, I know exactly where we are going with this message because of that title, which was, which was, which was Thanks, brilliant. Man. So uh, with that, um, the way that I heard your message, what, what I was, the felt experience on my end yeah. 
was the reality that like it wasn't necessarily tools how to navigate a specific conflict you might be in as much as it is the perspective in which we face conflict. The perspective we should probably have as we realize we're in conflict, I should have this type of perspective. Yeah, that's right. And so you've, you've hit a bunch of those, but one in particular, which I, I greatly appreciated, came from Genesis chapter 32, where Jacob is wrestling with the Lord. And out of that, Jacob experiences the blessing of, of the, the, the Lord changing his name. An identity change came out of mm-hmm. that conflict. And from the message notes, what you, the, the point you made is conflict is intended to bring about a reshaping and not a rejection. Mm-hmm. I would love, Jim, if you'd talk a little deeper on that point. Yeah, I think what I was getting at there, first of all, thanks, Matt. Whenever I just hear someone mirror back or echo back what I was saying, I'm like, oh, well, at least one person heard yeah, it. Right. Um, I will have to say this, that I tend to, and maybe it's my personality type, right? Um, and there are different ways. There's four dominant ways they've determined that we, each of us deal with conflict. Um, mine would be avoidance, right? Some go into directing mode, some go into avoidance, some go into withdrawal. There's just different ways that we do this, but all that to say, I wanted to deal with the fact that for many of us, when we view when we view conflict, we view it first and foremost as this stinks. This is probably going to hurt me more somehow if I step toward it. In other words, there's there's this view of conflict that it is ultimately a rejection, and if it's not, it turned out surprisingly good, right? right. Um, and maybe that's the case because the world's so full of depra- depravity, but the beauty of what I see in the scriptures is God promising, if you step toward conflict, I promise to jump in that with you. Yeah. And it's funny there, if you, and some of everyone I hope called it, when I tried to remind you that him wrestling with God he named the place I see the face of God. Right. Him hugging Esau, he says, when I hugged you, I saw the face of God. Wow. So in other words, there is this moment when we actually step into conflict where something supernatural to those of us who are walking in, with the Lord can take place. Mm-hmm. And that's what I mean. That's a reshaping moment that happens in our lives. So the reshaping wasn't just when he got his name. It also had to do with the hug and the yeah. connection. And I want that for us, that when we right. step into conflict, we experience the face of God, not just like, well, that's good. I've got, I've got a connection point now with yeah. someone, which you get all that too, but something yeah. powerful happens, I think. Yeah, I love that. And just to dig in a little bit deeper, um, man, we've all had conflict, conflicting experiences that didn't end with, oh, that's right. didn't oh man, well. I just saw the face of God. Like, you know, so it's like, that's great. And maybe in theory, you might have a lot of people that just hear that and say like, whatever, I understand what the Bible says. Here's real life. Like, how do you go about um, approaching that topic or that reality that you can meet God in conflict when history and learned experiences has proven to that person possibly like it just never goes well or maybe it never goes well with this specific scenario yeah. thank you that's great now just I'll, I'll make you one commitment you are always reshaped when you step toward conflict okay. I, I, I want to make sure that we understand that you don't always get a breakthrough um, you know in other words to see the face of God is not always to get the breakthrough it's to like I did my part I was obedient I saw something powerful happen mm-hmm. in that moment if only for me so I promise you that sure. whenever any of us step into conflict in the name of the Lord, 
a reshaping happens if it's only for you, whether you get the breakthrough in the relationship or not. Because you're right, we could list some, some a lot of scenarios where we've cycled back around with people. We yeah. continue to try to address something to the point, point of ad nauseum. So I just want to make a commitment to the idea that some form of reshaping happens. It's yeah. really, really powerful. And that is so opposite this world. Right. You know, and that's where you get back to your original question. Like, this was just a perspective setting weekend. You know what? I heard from more seasoned saints in God about this message mm -hmm. than I did from necessarily someone who's doing their first, very first steps into ever addressing conflict. Because this is one of those messages that we all need every once in a while to say, hey, you're the ambassadors of reconciliation. Right. Ask for the anointing and the authority that does it. Because other than that, I don't blame people for not wanting to address conflict. Oh, sure. Man, if there's pleasant. not some anointing involved or if there's not some truthfully ripple effect, supernatural effect afterwards. I'm not sure if it's, it's for any of us. I'd rather just hold out until that day and be in heaven and reflect on what we could have done. Or something. Which, which also brings up another part of why I so appreciated your talk, and I'm sure many people did as well, is because you gave place for people to realize this might not be the right step for you where you are currently That's in right. your journey. That's which, right. which, is, which is always difficult to introduce in a, in a healthy way into a message because it's one thing Kevin would say, you can never preach a perfect message, meaning there's always like so many different points, sub points or tensions to yeah. be introduced so as to give allowance for the different scenarios that make up the room. That's right. If yeah. that makes sense. So um, you bring up, hey, we need to be ambassadors of reconciliation and go towards conflict because here's who our God is mm -hmm. and here's how he wants to meet you and them and bring harmony in that relationship where you also beautifully, and, I, and I'll let you even reiterate it, gave place for people where they need to be boundary, boundary marking. marking. Yeah, um, sure. And so I, I just really appreciated that one, but maybe even right now, person's watching this or they're, they're thinking on the message and uh, they are, are thinking through, well, how do, and I, have, I know people in my mind that come to mind right away, that they're thinking like, I just can't, like, it's just not there yet. Mm -hmm. And you, the way you brought about even how Jacob mm -hmm. went about boundary marking, mm -hmm. I think was brilliant. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe there's more Easy to yeah. that, more depth to that point. Yeah, just to remind you, I think a beautiful phrase that's entered society in the last 15 years, I think it is, is this phrase boundary marking. And for those of you who aren't as familiar with it, it's when we recognize that we're in relationships that have rough edges or even toxicity. And we've done what we can. And because that person continues to trespass or violate, We've got to actually put up a boundary. I think it's wonderful. I think it's a huge part of self-care right now. Matter of fact, if you have an Instagram account, just click on one of these wonderful little memes or quotes about boundary marking and you will get flooded. Hmm. Of all the things I've clicked on in Instagram, nothing floods me more than self-care around boundary marking, which I love. I think it's a, it's a wonderful revelation, particularly for those of us who are prone to keep going back to relationships even when they're hurtful. But that said, I also reminded us that boundary marking is a tricky business because if if you don't like conflict, you can almost oh, yeah. use boundary marking as a way to ever avoid, ever have to deal with people. I'm still waiting on right? you replying to my text message. I, I have a way. committee looking into that. But all that to say, <laughs> um, I just want to remind us that it, when it comes to boundary marking, do it in a community. Mm -hmm. Have two or three friends where you're like, hey, Matt, Wes Seacrest, man, yeah. that thing about my tank top not being allowed to be worn in church, like, <laughs> I just think he's violating my boundaries. Yeah, Can right. you chat with me to make sure I'm not off here? I oftentimes, remind, if you didn't catch that, you have to listen to the sermon. Yeah. Um, but all I have to say, 
passive aggressive notes. <laughs> there is a great website called passiveaggressivenotes.com okay. where people take pictures of all the best passive aggressive oh notes. <laughs> They're just so funny. All I have to say, yeah, if right. you want to celebrate, wrong. But um, I just want to remind you that it takes people, if you're going to boundary mark, make sure like two other people have confirmed it before you, you boundary yeah, that mark. Yeah, this is a wise decision. Because if not, yeah. if you're prone toward harmonizing or running away from conflict, you will boundary mark everything out yeah. of your life. So I was walking you right in a message. You walk that delicate balance of, of I wanted to say, hey, we need to step toward things. But there's some of you. Right. It's okay in this season yeah. to make sure that uh, you have some boundaries up. And, and I get that. Because even then, as I tried to say, Jacob, even though he hugged his brother and they connected, he his brother wanted to come and live right in his own town with him. And Jacob's like, how about if I live in the town next to you, right. buddy? Because yeah. that's probably the way to start yeah. healing this Small thing. steps. Baby yep. steps. Yeah, <laughs> moving in the right direction, which is brilliant. And it also disarms a lot of the people who feel threatened by that word, the message. Yeah. Because it's like, you don't know my story. If you did, you wouldn't be telling me. You, you wouldn't know be I mean? this and so, about it. Yeah. Which is just such a beautiful way that Jesus meets everybody right where they are. And at the end of the day, every message is going to be very broad, contrasted against every person's specific experience. You know, So you can only be so specific on, on what the next step would that's be. That's right. Um, but yet the Holy Spirit can take any word and really no, that's what um, we, roll, we roll. shape it. We rely on that, don't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. Well, thank you, Jim, for My the pleasure. messages this past weekend. If you have any questions about it, man, email this guy, Jim, at effortcommunity.church, answering me. all your questions, not replying to your text messages. Occasionally. If he uh, is boundary marking you, that's what's going on. <laughs> That said, we have a guest speaker Let this coming weekend. Let it out, my friend. Yeah, yeah, luckly the guest speaker is coming and speaking on trauma and suffering. Uh, so suffering, Matt's yeah, going to yeah, get yeah. cared for. Yeah, Rob, Dr. Rob Palmer, uh, really great colleague. He'll be getting my emails. <laughs> yeah, I've been actually forwarding your text to Rob like, help! What do I do with this guy? Boundary mark! Yeah, right. um, Ro Dr. Rob Palmer, I used to be the dean at Evangelical Seminary, and we had an amazing um, marriage and family therapy program there that you could study. And Dr. Rob Palmer is one of the professors. And Rob, um, he's been a a pastor, he's been a therapist, he's been a professor, so he carries this amazing ability to bring theoretical stuff and make it really practical. He's built something called the diamond of adversity, mm. kind of a way to understand when suffering and difficulty hits your world, what God's doing and what you can do in light of it. And so we're having him in this weekend. Really, really excited to have Dr. Palmer amongst us. And um, I get to be the service pastor. I get to intro him. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, looking forward to it. Thanks for being with us today. We hope you are encouraged and blessed and uh, we look forward to being with you this weekend and for next week's podcast. Take care. Hey, thanks again for joining us today. We hope that you've been encouraged by listening and that you'll join us again next week. You can listen to previous episodes, find additional resources, and of course, learn more about us by visiting effortofcommunitychurch.com.